Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're going to chat with someone at the top of their category, an elite entrepreneur. We're going to talk about Ditch the Act with Ryan Fullen. And later in this episode, we're going to have an insider's brief to learn more about how IBM is tackling the digital skills gap with a commitment to skill 30 million people by 2030. Now, before we get started, please tell me, is it getting easier for you or perhaps tougher? You know, with everything going on in the world, the business world seems to be much fiercer than ever. Doesn't that seem right to you? Your competitors seem to be better. Even other job applicants seem to be superior. So what do we do? There's this insidious phrase out there that's crept into the world, and I personally don't like it. It's called, fake it till you make it. But does that really work? Did you build a glorious business on that premise? I kind of don't think so. How about if you took the other approach? How about if you showed that you're willing, you're resilient, you're building your brand on a strong platform? Now, you probably thought right off the bat, how do I do that? We've all heard this buzzword of being authentic. What does it mean? How do we really use it well? And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. We want to help you get very successful at starting and growing a business. Meet Ryan Fullen. Ryan is known for his knack on making things simple and powerful. He helps people clarify their personal brand and shows them how to build it authentically. And there's so much more behind these simple words that I just said that I'm going to let Ryan tell all about it. Let's bring him on. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Ahoy, Tony. It's great to be here. We're all learning and we're entrepreneurs. We're kind of student entrepreneurs, some of us. We all want to know how to take our business to the next level. And a lot of us, we've, we've got this in our brain. Take it till we make it. And you're saying, ditch the X. So I want to learn all about it. And just getting to know you a little bit, I've learned quite a bit. And I'm anxious and eager to share that. But before we do, Ryan, let's kind of take it from the beginning. How did it all start? What's your backstory? Well, some of my first memories are spending time on an island with my parents, and in particular, Catalina Island, which is an island just about 26 miles off the coast of Southern California. The thing is, my parents are educators. So every summer, we had the same routine, and everyone was off for the summer. And this was the best of times, but when I came home, it was the worst of times. Because as the only freckle-headed ginger in my community... I would leave every summer and I'd come back to all my friends or those that were my friends and I'd have more freckles, bleach blonde hair, and I didn't hang out with them all summer. And I quickly became the outcast. And for me, trying to fit in was a big part of my youth. I just didn't feel like I fit in. I wanted to fit in. One particular story <laughs> that kind of scarred me, but I've taken the power from it. Basketball. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not the tallest guy, but I'm scrappy and I'm fast and I wanted to play basketball. But really, iconically, I was the person that wasn't even the last pick. They just wouldn't pick me. They would play shorthanded if, if they hadn't, if they didn't have enough people. And so I remember just being kind of sullen about 
that. And mom's are really good. And mom's like, well, what's wrong? She finally got it out of me that the kids don't want to play basketball with me. And she goes, we're going to Sports Chalet right now. This is when Sports Chalet was still in business. And I remember I saw it. It was this white special edition Michael Jordan ball. I'm like, this is the coolest ball ever. My mom helped me get it, brought it home. I annoyed them to no end practicing my dribbling so I wouldn't embarrass myself. Get to school. <laughs> I didn't realize until I got out of the car that the ball didn't fit in my backpack. So now I'm at school with this white ball and I'm walking around. And so when it came to recess time, I was like super excited. I'm like, hey, I got a ball. Who wants to play basketball? And they were like, we already have a ball. It lost. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember that moment. I just sort of was like, I realized just because you have a ball doesn't mean that you get to play in the game. And I had a friend, uh, Eduardo, who saw that I was just like, you know, with my ball. And he asked if his friends could use it as a soccer ball. And so I was like, okay. So I ended up letting them play soccer with it. I'm not good in soccer. And it was just like this moment. And I'm pretty sure it really shaped me. And, you know, this kind of not belonging continued to where at a certain point, I remember listening to Don't Worry, Be Happy in my room on repeat, trying to cheer myself up. And I locked the door to my room. My house, not allowed to lock doors. So my dad was like, doors locked. He thought something's wrong. He like just crashes it in. And there I am like crying. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, everybody's like, they just make fun of me. And I can't play. And he's like, we're going to karate right now. And so he was like, literally grabbed me, went down to the local studio. And that's when my martial arts career started. Now I've been practicing on and off martial arts, but I learned a very interesting and valuable lesson, which I still use today. It's that you can't not communicate. And at the end of the day, your brand, who you are, how you show up is all how you communicate. And I realized that like, no wonder they didn't want to play with me. I was looked weak and I looked like uh, I wasn't, I didn't, didn't present myself well. So one of the first things that you learn in martial arts is horse stance and front stance and all these stances. And so I started to realize that like the way I carried myself actually impacted how people saw me. And so Martial arts was, aside from the fact that the kids that were trying to beat me up, they knew that I was getting trained to beat them up. And there's, you know, they, I, I became the ginger to not mess with, right? But I think that story in itself really helped to serve me because I gained confidence with how I communicated. And I knew that even if I'm not speaking, I am still communicating. And I think we forget that. So ironically, we fast forward to high school, senior year, I got voted by the same kids who wouldn't pick me for basketball to be their senior class president. And so, you know, it, I really came into my own. I think that's where I, I started to find that confidence. Now, flash forward, I thought I was made to be a Hollywood producer. I was like, you know, I, I thought that was it. I thought that I was made to make movies. And after I graduated from UCSB with a business degree and a dramatic arts degree, I lost all my money that I had saved doing internships, which I call broke turnships in Hollywood. I was at ABC Studios and Moo Productions and David E. Kelly and on the set and everything. And I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. I literally got the classic slap on the shoulder. You got some good energy, kid. Well, you'll get to make your decision in 30 years. Wait, excuse me, what? <laughs> well, I, I lost all my money. And I just got a really bad taste in my mouth uh, from that whole business because it was, you have to have nepotistic ties or you have to put in the time. And I was like, I want to do something now. So I had a buddy that was in the mortgage business and 
that's when I got a taste of making real money. I remember I got my first $16,000 check and I was like, this is literally mind blowing. And I remember my parents saying, save it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to make more. So I spent it. I bought a Mercedes SL 500. I bought a Rimini Red Range Rover with 22 inch Rimini Red rims. Okay. I was so on it and I was spending it as soon as I got it. And I got caught up in this image. And I really thought that like the things that I had equated to my value. And I was very humbled when 2008 happened because I had just left the company that I was making money with to start my own company. I got my own broker's license. I'm like, they're making money. I can make money. And literally overnight, everything changed. Didn't have the income. Ended up losing my house in foreclosure. Got both my cars repossessed. I started driving my old Chevy truck back from, this, back from school. And this type of pattern of like boom and bust is something I think we all experience. But for me, it's happened over and over. And I only knew that success was tied with sort of like they take you seriously if, if they see if you'd like doing a nice car. And so I got caught up with a few business partners that weren't the best business partners because they saw my eagerness to want to belong. And I got taken advantage of. One ended up in an FCC investigation. I'm clear from, but that was a big drama. So, you know, life is full of all these ups and downs. And when I look back at it all, I was all over the place, but I was chasing that same thing I was on the playground. I was chasing to feel belonged. I wanted to be belonged. I wanted to be respected. And I thought that being a speaker was like the coolest thing. I thought I could speak about all these experiences. I was working with a company. I had a chance to speak in, in high schools. And I was just like, this is it. I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to be a speaker. I know how to do it. I'll fake it until I make it. <laughs> Threw on the suit, wrote 50 blogs over a summer, got on all the social media, didn't know what I was doing, but I'm like, I'm just going to be on social media. I said, I'll speak for free because like, why not? Nobody read my blogs. <laughs> nobody cared about my social and nobody wanted me to speak. So serendipitously, I ended up at a role at a university and running an entrepreneurship center and used all of my experience to help students make less mistakes than I had. But I was still dealing with this like internal challenge of like, how do I become a speaker without faking that I'm a speaker because I'm not a speaker? We're talking with Ryan Fullen about Ditch the Act, and you can find him at ryan.online. Now, Ryan, that's R-Y-A-N dot O-N-L-I-N-E. I know I was thrown too. It's like, where's the dot com? There's no dot com. It's ryan.online. And now you have that in your head. We're going to go back to Ryan here, and he's going to tell us about Ditch the Act. And I got invited accidentally to Keith Ferrazzi's house. He is the author of three or four books now, but two influential ones that changed the way I looked at networking, Who's Got Your Back and Never Eat Alone. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues on Ditch the Act with Ryan Foland. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Guys, we hear it all the time. We should eat healthier. But in today's fast-paced, fast-lane world, with conveniences and fast-paced lifestyle, it's really difficult, if not impossible, as some of you entrepreneurs can relate. Who has the time to focus on all the nutritional demands of the body to sustain a healthy life? We just want to eat, run, and go. Now, according to medical authorities, people who eat healthy, one, live longer, two, have less heart disease and diabetes, and three, have less cancer. 
We've all heard it. We should eat six cups of fruits and veggies a day. That's so tough to do, and you're often on the go. Plus, I know many people who don't like vegetables at all. So how's that going to be possible for them? Well, guess what? I found the solution for all of us. It's called Field of Greens. Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. This is exactly what I need to stay healthy. Too many of us have tried these green products that taste horrible, have a grainy texture, don't dissolve well, and you drink them because, well, you haven't found an alternative. I found the alternative. It's called Field of Greens, and I've been taking it for a while now, and so has my wife, and we love it. And guess what? The other day we ran out of orange juice, but I really wanted my drink, so I just mixed it with water. And you know what? It tasted completely delicious. Really. This product dissolves completely the first time without leaving any sediment at the bottom. Imagine that. You get the entire product the first time, and there are several choices of delicious flavors. Each one's better than the other. Field of Greens works fast, and if you're like me, you'll have more energy, you'll feel healthier, your skin's going to look really good, and you know, it can even help you lose weight too. And lastly, I urge you to have your doc compare your old lab work to your new lab work so that you can say you crushed it. That's the Field of Greens difference. You should join me and take Field of Greens too. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order. Plus, get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code TONY. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code TONY. fieldofgreens.com, promo code TONY. That's F-I-E-L-D-O-F-G-R-E-E-N-S.com, promo code T-O-N-Y. This is the best way for you to get your daily veggies and fruits to maintain your health and wellness. Hey, let's talk about investing these days. Now, can anyone keep up with the ever-changing nomenclature used in this industry, which seems to confuse just about everyone? Terms like meme stocks, altcoins, shilling. I'm not even sure what they all mean myself. So what to do? Well, I found something that works really well for me. It's called SOFI. That's S-O-F-I. They take the guesswork out of all the new words and new methods, and they make it very simple. I actually joined SOFI, and while I can't tell you what I did, I can tell you that I have done surprisingly well in a short amount of time. I really believe you're going to love it too. And here's a little bit more information about them. Whether you're eager to get started with investing or you already know the ropes and you want to diversify your portfolio, SoFi has your back. There's no commissions on trading stocks and ETFs, plus no accounts or hidden fees. You can use fractional shares that start as low as $5 to buy brand name stocks, even if you don't have a couple of grand lying around. You're all entrepreneurs. I'm sure you have that, right? And there are complimentary financial planners that are ready to help you with any questions, whether you're stuck on where to start or you need help on what to do or you need help deciding what to do next. And very important, you can save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. Cut through the jargon and make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com Tony to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's S-O-F-I dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Brokerage and acting investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member F-I-N-R-A, S-I-P-C. Guys, it doesn't get any easier than SoFi. Get started today at SoFi.com slash Tony. Tony. 
You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is on Ditch the Act with Ryan Folland. Now, you know, one of the things that I'm hearing a lot from you as feedback is that you'd like to go deeper on some topics and learn a little bit more strategies, techniques, get into some nuts and bolts, or perhaps more information on how to get your vision up to where you want it to go. So I'm thinking about creating a membership site for you, my listener, and I want to hear from you. Is this what you want? Would you like some unabridged interviews? Would you like interviews more in depth, perhaps maybe even without commercials? Tell me what you would like. What would an ideal show be for you? Send me a note on Twitter at Tony, D-U-R-S-O, or email me at info at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I appreciate your help so I can figure out how to best serve you and help you move up and up and up, right? Thanks so much. And now back to the chat with Ryan. He brought us into a room. He's got this like crazy house in the Hollywood Hills. There was literally somebody playing an oboe dressed in a cloud suit. And it was like the swankiest, hipsterest kind of cool thing ever. And I was like 10 years older than everyone. I was like, I felt kind of like an imposter. Keith brings us all into this room and he says, everybody put your phone away. Like, oh gosh, something's going to happen. Everybody put their phone away. And he ended up ditching the act and explaining that things weren't as great as they might've seemed to be. And that he was having some challenges in his relationships some challenges with his kids. And all of us were like, oh my gosh, is he, is he telling us this? And everybody, you could feel the sense of connectivity. And everybody was like, oh, we thought this guy had it together. And he's actually more like we are than we thought. And he said, what's happening in this room is what he called is, uh, is radical candor. And he said, when you're honest with people, it creates a connection. So there we are, a bit confused, but feeling just kind of an interesting energy in the room. And he said, when you grab your dinner plate, underneath it's going to be a number. And you're going to be assigned to one of these seven different places. He had like multiple fire pits. (laughs) And he said, at each group, there's going to be a proctor. And the proctor is going to prompt you with a question of, tell us what is going wrong professionally and personally. He said, look, you're all here. You have a level of success. but." You really connect with people when you share what's going wrong so that they can see how they can help. And this is like, oh my gosh, I was stressed about like trying to sort of build up how cool my lack of success was in the speaking industry. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I just had the, I have this opportunity where I can be real. So being the Toastmaster, I was the only one of the group that stood up when I spoke. (laughs) And I said, look, I want to be a speaker, but nobody wants to hire me. I want to understand social media, but I just don't get it. I don't have any following. I'm totally confused. And I really am struggling. I need a lot of help. And I sat down. Everybody else goes. This other guy, he goes, he stands up and he didn't stand up. And he goes, well, I've got 10 million plus reads on my content. Everybody wants me to speak, you know, on this and social media and X, Y, Z. And my girlfriend just dumped me. I was like, okay. So I'm thinking, here's a guy who's got the social media thing figured out. But maybe he doesn't have the the relationship thing. And the reason why he's turning down the speaking engagements is because he's not comfortable speaking. So I waited until everybody went. We had our dinner and we went on. I literally went up to him and I said, hey, I'm Ryan. I can help you out if you can help me out. And that is where basically the whole concept of ditching the act started to come to life. 
Is that when you realized that not only just ditch the act, but is that where you realized, hey, I can help other people. I can do this, maybe even do it as a business and help them grow. And- no, no, no. I was just focused on myself. I was just focused on myself. <laughs> I was just trying to get my stuff going. And I saw somebody who had the success that I wanted. And I saw that I could help him with some places that he could have success. And uh, I went to him, uh, the, I think a couple of days later, and we met. And I said, how are you doing all this? And he's like, well, I'm building my brand. I said, well, how do I do that? He said, well, you're going to have to pay me. I was like, wait, I thought we were going to help each other. I was like, no, but it's going to cost. And I was like, so I literally scratched a check that I probably shouldn't have scratched because I, I didn't have the money. And he said, write down a list of everything that you're doing right now. So I wrote down, I'm writing blogs. I'm doing this. I'm on social media. I'm doing this. And he reviewed it for a couple of days and he came back and he said, you're doing all the right stuff, but you're doing it in the wrong order. Amazing. And you know, I just want to comment on a couple of things. First of all, when I lived in Los Angeles, I loved going to Catalina. It is so cool. I went there multiple times. I just wanted to comment because it was like, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. It is such a great place. If you're anywhere in the Los Angeles area, or if you're going to go anywhere in the Los Angeles area, it is a great place to go. You'll love it. You'll understand when you go there. And I also wanted to comment that I totally get where you were at the time where everything was just going great. I think we all have that at some point in our life. I think we're entrepreneurs. There's a time where things are just going great. I've had my SL500 custom made. It is the best vehicle in the world, except one thing, except, except, are you ready? You can't really take it across country and drive on and go to the mountains and go to the forest and go to the terrain that I like to. So it's not really practical. So I think it worked out for you. Uh, the Range Rover is different, perhaps, but, uh, but at least the SL500. It's great. All we could ever do is go to the store, go to the restaurant, maybe go to the movies. You can't take it anywhere else. You even have to. You, you're so you got this phobia about where you're going and the streets and all the ruts. And it's just, you just don't need that. So I've been through that process, uh, you know, a little bit different. So I just wanted to comment on how sometimes as you're talking now about the person with the social media, sometimes you think it's the panacea. This is great. This is what I want, but no, it's not. And that's the whole point of this interview that I wanted to go. So I just wanted to kind of accent some of these points. I love where we're going on this. Back to you, Ryan. So when you realize that you're doing the right things, but you're doing them in the wrong order, it's both empowering but frustrating. And here's one example. He said, you are trying to create blogs and post on social media, yet you don't have your own personal website. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And he was saying, like, you always have to drive people to a certain place. And I know that now. If you want to find about Ryan online, you go to ryan.online. Like it's a central hub, but I just didn't know that before. So he took me on as sort of a test pilot. And what we did is we created a course around how to build a brand with me going through the steps. And in that process, I learned that it's a systematic way of making it easy for people to get to know you. Okay. Building a brand is not about showcasing all of the accolades and all the success and saying, this is my car and this is how amazing I am. I found that I started to connect with people when I started to let them get to know me. And this is a theme that I'll keep coming back to when you talk about authenticity. People like to do business with people. 
People don't like to do business with businesses, okay? And people like to do business with businesses who they know, like, and trust. So it all comes down to that human element. And so how do you really get somebody to get to know you if all you're doing is showing them the good or what I call the highlight reel? And so it's so easy to default into seeing everybody else post all their amazing things and thinking, well, I have to post all of the good stuff. I was talking with, a, with somebody the other day who was in a workshop and had a follow-up meeting. And they're like, well, I, I post stuff whenever I get an award or I get traction on funding or I get this like that's worth sharing. But if you're only sharing things that you think people will like, that is not a highlight reel. It's a high like reel. And if you just get people to try to like you, oh, I like your car. Oh, I like your this. Oh, I like your that. It doesn't have the full picture. Because if you first get people to get to know you, and as a result of your good, bad, and ugly, like, you know, that you're a full person, if they like that person, then it sets a foundation for trust. You can't download trust. You can't download loyalty. So what I encourage people to do is to create a highlight, R-E-A-L, something that actually shares the good and the bad, shares the business with the family, shares what you like to do, sailing to Catalina, along with helping to talk about keynote speeches and stuff like that. So for me, the inciting incident, I love this concept because you can look at your life and there's those moments, those like actual pinnacle inciting moments. And I was trying to get more big stages, people that are paying 10, 20 grand a stage. And in order to get to that stage, no pun intended, people had to see you on the stages ahead of time. So you have to, the speaker conundrum is like the Hollywood conundrum. You need the gig to get the experience, but you need the experience to get the gig. So I lined up a keynote in Santa Barbara for this well-known company. There was going to be wow, five, 600 people there. It was a three-camera shoot. It was a super professional setup. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to get my footage for the speaker's reel so that then everybody else can see that I'm a speaker on the big stage. Super pumped. However, I'm in the green room and I feel a pimple crowning on my forehead. I don't get pimples, okay? I remember driving up and being like, oh, that's something that's weird. But I literally looked at the mirror in the green room and I'm like, this thing's about to blow. So I text my friend and he's like, you need to tweet this. This is your moment. This is your moment to be human. And I'm like, no, like I've been fighting this the whole time. I'm like, there's no way that I'm gonna tweet that I have a pimple. And he actually wrote a tweet, texted it to me and said, tweet this. And I went, oh God. So I tweeted it and it said something to the extent of, in a picture of like me and my, my big old crowning pimple, I said, 30 minutes from stage, I'm in the green room. This pimple's about to crown. Do I pop it or not? What the hell do I do? I'm pretty sure that the internet at the hotel broke at that moment because I had more comments. I had team pop it, team don't pop it, all these memes, all these gifts, all this funny stuff. And one of the, one of my friends, Winnie's son said, makeup, my friend. So somebody from the green room watching Twitter came over to me and said, I saw your tweet. I have some concealer. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. So she did a little concealer and then I kick open the doors to go out on the big stage. And I recognized that the entire, it was like 75 feet by 25 feet, this huge LED screen. They were pulling the live feed from the social media on the hashtag. And everywhere on the entire stage was my face with the pimple and the cat was completely out of the bag. And I was like, oh. And I just ran up there. I got the microphone. I'm like, my name is Ryan Fallen. And yes, 
I have a pimple. Are you ready to go? And the whole place just goes wild. And I'll never forget. I was just like, I'm like, I'm getting all red in the face now. I just like, I was like, who cares if I have a pimple? And I just, I gave maybe the, like one of the, just, I just felt it. I was just in the zone. And afterwards I was walking past the cameraman. He's like, Hey dude, I saw your tweet. I put on an extra film, a film filter. All the dudes knew it and you can't even see the pimple. And I'm like, yes. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues on Ditch the Act with Ryan Foland. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, the best time of the year is finally here. It's spring and soon summer. That means backyard hangouts and barbecues. Now we all love the comfort of our indoor furniture and we want the same for outside. The outdoors are an extension of the indoors, and it's important to have fluidity from the indoor to the outdoor regarding comfort, style, durability of your furniture. Guys, let me introduce you to the perfect solution that I found. It's called Outer. That's O-U-T-E-R. Outer has the world's most beautiful, comfortable, innovative, and high-quality outdoor furniture, all of which is made from sustainable materials. Outer has a unique and revolutionary sales model, too. Instead of salesmen, you can schedule to visit local neighborhood customers who showcase their own outer products. How about that? And all your questions and concerns can be addressed directly by the actual customer, no salesperson. So you can touch, feel, sit, experience, and have a very relaxed conversation with a customer who owns and uses these products. And they have over a thousand neighborhood showrooms all across the country. Now, outer products are made with life-proof materials that are water, mold, bleach, and stain resistant. That's important for me as I live in the Redwoods, where it rains most of the time and mold and water can be issues, but not without her. I got a Bug Shield throw blanket. It's lightweight and it's very soft. It's going to get a lot of use during the summer months, sitting outdoors, enjoying life, and knowing that it's going to keep the pests and the mosquitoes away. And I can see more of their products gracing my patio in the future. And you can see all of the products for yourself at liveouter.com Tony. See the difference at liveouter.com slash Tony. Plus, for a limited time, get $300 off and free shipping. This is Outer's best offer anywhere, only available to podcast listeners, and only for a limited time, get $300 off and free shipping at liveouter.com slash Tony. Liveouter.com slash Tony. Terms and conditions apply. And that's L-I-V-E-O-U-T-E-R dot com slash T-O-N-Y liveouter.com slash Tony. Guys, visit Otter and experience this innovative shopping model today. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is on Ditch the Act with Ryan Folan. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, or you can find everything back to day one at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Ryan. So why am I telling you this story? It's because that's when I really learned the power of being human. And I still have people who know and see and, and learn about me as a result of that tweet that just went viral. And so <laughs> for me, to ditch the act is to share that you have a pimple. It's to share that you had a you know day. It's to share that you didn't get enough sleep. It's to share all of that along with 
the exciting stuff that's happening. Ryan, I want to look at this from a point of view of us in the audience. We're entrepreneurs. Some are startups. Some just want to scale our business bigger. And we've got fierce competition, as I've mentioned earlier. And, and I get this really being real and really being authentic. And I've, I'm getting it myself to a level I've never gotten before. Just the way you, you were vulnerable and just shared it, whatever's going on, it was just, it's just amazing. We're not always in this position to do that. And we're afraid. We're afraid. We've got the competition knocking on the door. Literally right today, I've got a scenario where I've got a great product in social media marketing, and I've got a big prospect who is with a client, with a competitor, very happy, and the rate is just like, it's scary. It's a scary low rate. You know, it's like, is it even a good product? But I'm not going to fake it till we make it, but it's fierce. So I'm like, how would I ditch that act? And and I'm just saying this for me, because I'm also kind of being a little bit more vulnerable and authentic. How do I how do I deal with that? And how do we deal with that in the audience with that competition that's just it's just devouring us in some places? One word, relatability. People mm. like to do business with people who they relate to. And if you're trying to sell on price, you're gonna lose every time. But when you have some think about people that you do business with, whether it's from somebody who does your helps you out with your, you know, your gardening to somebody who helps you out with whatever to the guy or person that you've always gone to. There's a reason why you do business with them, and it's because you've built a relationship. And I think that if you're trying to ditch the act when you're at the bidding proposal, it's it's too late. Like it's about how you form that relationship. And it's very, it's a very hard concept to think about as opposed to actually trying it out. In the book, I talk about five levels of exposure. Level one is the easiest. And I'll share with you an example of how this could work in your sales process of what's happening right now. You hop on a Zoom with them, right? What are they going to do? They're going to check in like, hey, how's it going? How are you? Typically, people would be like, it's good. How are you? I'm good. Okay, good. What are we going to talk about? There is such an opportunity there to answer the question, how are you? Honestly. Because what happens is when you go first, it doesn't happen unless somebody goes first. When you go first, it allows somebody to go second. And so it's like, well, you know, I didn't get the best sleep last night. I'm a little bit, you know, frazzled or I've got a new setup that I'm working on here. So I'm kind of like, kind of trying to figure it out. Oh, you, you got a new setup too? I was just working on that. What's your setup? What's this? What's this? I'm using this new camera. Oh my gosh. You got to check out this new camera that I have. Wait, how do I look right? Is that, it's this, like, it's this type of honest, like, okay, let our guard down. Cool. All right. Now, what are we talking about? All right. So a level one exposure could be tweeting about a pimple. It could be tweeting about losing your wallet. It could be something that's frustrating you during the day. It could be the fact that your internet dropped at the wrong time because we all can relate to that. So it's not about just like going from, hey, everything's fine to like emotionally throwing up on somebody. That's not the case. To ditch the act is a way of showing up so that you're not necessarily being a different person to that person. And then to your kids, you're another person. And then to your wife, you're somebody else. And then to a new prospect, you're somebody else. We take on all these different like personas. And so mm. when you find that like through line where you can be comfortable being yourself, people will be more comfortable around you. And when it comes to social, this is a challenge because yeah, you don't want to show weakness. You don't want to show that you're having problems or troubles. But here's a question for you and for your audience. 
what do you think is more important, your experience or your expertise? Hypothetically speaking, like, yeah, sure, it could be a combination of both. But for an argument's sake here, do you think people care more about your experience or your expertise? To me, they're almost the same thing because it's experience that allows me to become expert and really good at something, is it not? Mm, Could be, but if you were to look at, let's say, for an example, to color this more, if I was going to read your LinkedIn bio and you listed all of your expertise versus I looked at your LinkedIn bio and it talked about your experiences and the good, the bad, and the struggles that you had in order to Uh gain that. What do you think has more value from a, you know, a connectivity or from what people value more? I enjoy reading about the experience and it's something that sticks in my mind because the expertise is usually kind of a cookie cutter or done a certain way and it doesn't stick in the mind. But that story, for example, the story of your doing that speech with a crowd of hundreds of people and having that pimple, I'm going to remember that. I'm just going to remember that for a very, very long time. Right. But if I told you I was a professional keynote speaker, I'm an expert at personal branding, right? There's a difference. So if you try to tell people you're an expert, it sounds sometimes cliche. It sounds a bit buzzwordy. It sounds like you might be trying too hard. It kind of sounds like you might be faking until you make it. But share with people your experiences and little vignettes and little stories at the beginning of a Zoom, at the end of a sales call in a private conversation with somebody, as a tweet, as a Facebook Live, as a moment that happens in real time, it helps people get to see why other people consider you an expert. It's because you've already made mistakes. Nobody wants to pay you to make mistakes. They want you to make all the mistakes ahead of time so that you can learn and you can be proficient. And so when you look at ditching the act, think about sharing more of the stories behind, the pimples behind the stage presence that you have. And I think that when you start to look at it like that, it's not as scary and it actually is more entertaining. Storytelling is really your your secret power. So how does this all sort of wrap back into what we're talking about for your business, for your brand? People want to do business with people who they know, like, and trust. And if you're just saying, I'm an expert, kind of look at you sideways. If you were to maybe ask me, Ryan, Tell me your thoughts on leadership. I was like, well, I think leaders should be uh, humble and I think leaders should lead with a servant attitude and da, 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 right? You might be like, okay, he's, he's really going for the checks and the boxes. The, the trick is to share your experience. Go to your bio in your, in your LinkedIn profile and tell me if you read it and you seem like you're a human. I guarantee you're not. <laughs> I'm changing my bio today. I, I like this. This is Give really people good. something to relate to. Give them something to relate to. And, it, and it, it's something from your... What do you like to do when you're not working? Like, I, look, I mentioned Catalina. I love to go to Catalina. We are literally fast friends. Like, we've known each other a little bit. But because, you, because, because I share that I like to go to Catalina, right? And I, I love to sail. And I've got my own sailboat and all this stuff. It's a little piece of me. doesn't have to do with business. But you're like, like 10 minutes later, you're like, hold on a second. I like Catalina. I'm like, no, I like Catalina. And now we're like fast friends about Catalina. Like I trust you more because I think you have good taste in the island destinations, but. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go Catalina on you. Okay. My favorite on Catalina is one day for my birthday, my wife surprised me. I drove 
She took me down to uh, San Pedro Harbor, telling me left, right, turn straight. And there we drive up to a parking lot and there's a helicopter. She goes, that's for you. We get in the helicopter, helicopter to Catalina Island. I told you we really love the place. So again, I said, this is a, this is a Catalina commercial free for them, tourists for their tourist, uh, tourist season. It's not very much to get on a helicopter and go there, check it out. You will have the time of your life. It's a great way to see the, see that uh, beautiful island. And if you want a slower path, then you can sail over there. <laughs> I like to take six or seven hours. Yes. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues on Ditch the Act with Ryan Foland. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. That's cha-ching. It's the sound we all love. And it means a sale for us. It means money. And it's also the sound of another sale on Shopify, which is the all-in-one commerce platform that helps you start, run, and grow your business. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. And it gives you, the entrepreneur, the resources once reserved for the big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses like yours, well, you can sell anywhere. What I like about Shopify so much is that it helps you synchronize your online and in-person sales and effortlessly keep you informed. As you know, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. I love how they have the tools and the resources that make it so easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the world, and especially your business. Now, all entrepreneurs have something to sell, right? Whether it's a product or a service. So here's what you're going to do. Search for your category on Shopify, and you're going to be amazed at the suggestions. It'll help stimulate you, and perhaps another great product will come out, and then cha-ching! And did you know that Shopify powers over 2 million businesses from first sale to full scale? I love how it helps you synchronize your online and in-person sales, and you can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash Tony, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Tony right now. Shopify.com slash Tony. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y, all lowercase, and cha-ching your way to the top with Shopify. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is on Ditch the Act with Ryan Fullen. And how about a kind review on Apple Podcasts? And if you have any Apple device, you qualify. Just look for Apple Podcasts and then search for the Tony D'Erso Show. And once that opens up, scroll down, click on ratings and reviews, and then write a review. I thank you kindly. And now back to the chat with Ryan. It's all about becoming fast friends with people about things that are relatable. And if all you talk about is business, I don't want to hang out with you. But like if you if you're into dogs or you're into cats and I'm into dogs or I'm into cats, like all of a sudden we're fast friends. So the idea of ditching the act is more of a way of life, of letting your guard down a little bit so that other people can let their guard down with you. Let's talk about teamwork. Let's talk about your team. You tell people, I have an open door policy. Come and talk to me about anything. And then they come in and they're like, 
how are you doing? And you're like, I'm good. They're like, how are you? You're like, I'm great. I've been doing this. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yep. Great. And the person's like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. Okay. Imagine if somebody walks in, they're like, Hey, how are you doing? You're like, actually, it's been a been kind of a stressful day. I've got this that went wrong. I've got that. I got to pick up my kid and like, ah, it's a little bit overwhelmed right now. And then they go, you're overwhelmed right now. Me too. <laughs> I actually kind of want to talk with you about that. Ryan, we are afraid to show we're human. We've been in school. We've been in classes. We were that kid with the basketball that did not fit in the backpack and nobody wanted to play with us. We've had these and it's taught us hard lessons. We're afraid to tell people we've got that pimple on our forehead or wherever. I really like that story. Because we think that they're going to judge us. Because we think they're going to judge us. We think they're going to look down on us. We think that they're not, they're not going to take us as seriously. But what actually happens is that they see relatable elements. Here's a good tagline for you. Okay, People don't care about your story of success. You might think they do. They don't. If anything, if you're all about your story of success, you're going to put people off. You're going to seem arrogant and you're going to seem like you're pompous. People care about how they see themselves in your story. Bottom line. And so when you can share with people with it, you want to be on the cover of Fortune magazine, actually read the article. You know what they do? They talk about all the shit that happened to them along the way, how they overcame all this stuff. And you read it, you're like, wow, that happened to that person? You mean they got declined by every single publisher 17 times? You mean Oprah didn't just become an overnight success? You mean all the, and then you're like, oh, I see myself in their story. And that's why people relate to them. So if you're just an ironclad steel, I'm awesome, I'm drive a Range Rover and I'm badass and I've got the best thing ever, you, you miss that opportunity. And that's at the core. So the book helps you understand what it looks like to ditch the act. You read the chapter about me and it's like, you get the full story. And afterwards you're like, whoa, this kid has had a lot of stuff happen to him, but I can relate to that one. And then that and that, huh, he's all right. And once again, we talked about Ditch the Act with Ryan Foland. And again, you can find him at ryan.online. Ryan, I just want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. You've opened some doors, and I really believe you've helped a lot of our entrepreneurs listening to this. I want to thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Well, if you will allow me, let me just actually wrap this up. Okay. Ryan's going to wrap this up. Here is the deal. Let me give it to you real. The key to connection is to learn to reveal because you are not perfect. Neither am I. And that is the exact reason that we see eye to eye because everybody's different, but we are all the same. To be perfectly imperfect is how you win the game. And if you only showcase good and do not share the bad, you will miss connections that you never knew you had. Facegram, Twitter, book, are you LinkedIn? Are you snapping out a TikTok trying to fit in? Stop worrying about everybody else. Focus on being your authentic self because when you learn to ditch the act and learn to be yourself, you open up the window to have people help you out. Mm. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> good, good, good. I like that so much. Ryan, thank you so much. We got to go. I'm sure we're going to have you back again another time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Adios. Thanks, Tony. And here's an insider's brief to learn more about how IBM is tackling the digital skills gap with a commitment to skill, are you ready for this? 30 million people by 2030. Now, IBM's Skills Build is a free digital training program for students, educators, and job seekers within the general public. It offers access to learning courses, resources, and support focused on reskilling or 
upskilling learning on core technology and workplace skills. With us is Justina Nixon St. Hill, IBM VP and Global Head, Corporate Social Responsibility. Hi, Justina, and welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Hi, Tony. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine. I want to learn about this. We have people in the audience be very interested in this. And I want to make sure I understand it. So let's start with perhaps a long question, but I think they're interrelated. I'd like to know what IBM is doing with each partner and how those partnerships help address the education disparities, including the STEM skills shortage. Yeah, absolutely. So we are really excited um, to have the partnerships with Specialty Stern Foundation, with six historically Black colleges and universities, and the Department of Veterans Affairs. And what we're doing with them, it's, it's very similar, but it's really going to be a customized approach with each of the organizations. What's similar is that we are providing them all with access to training for very specific tech jobs. For example, jobs that are in cybersecurity. That's the one that is the most access, the one that um, there's the, the biggest interest in. But also we have um, technical skills and training in data analytics, in cloud and in other areas as well. And then with each of the organizations, we are going to focus on very specific groups. So for example, with Specialty Stern Foundation, we are focused on people who are on the spectrum, you know, um, people who um, may have ADHD or may have dyslexia. And we are providing them again with a customized way that they could provide that training and help their learners move into a job. With the Department of Veterans Affairs, similar opportunity with them. We are providing training to those military members who are transitioning into the workforce, making sure they have the right skill sets and that they, we can help them get a job in partnership with the Department of Veterans Affairs. And then with the universities, the six historically Black colleges and universities, we are providing a customized way that they can integrate our training, our content into their learning. And again, providing mentors and coaches that are going to help them um, move into meaningful employment in the tech field. So our focus across all of these partnerships, how do you make sure you have the right skills, the credentials as well, and how do you then parlay those into a job that's going to help you have a meaningful life and really increase your social and economic mobility? And as I understand it, I think somewhere I saw 30%, was it 30% of Americans qualify? Uh, here it is. 30% of Americans hold such certifications. And I'm still getting this in my head a little bit. I'm a little new to it. So, and I'm thinking, well, what about the listeners? What if they don't qualify for these initiatives? How can they benefit from you? Your resources are free. How can they benefit if they don't qualify? Yeah, so I, everyone qualifies. I mean, we work with very special organizations that are really focused on those who are mainly underrepresented in tech. That's a really big part of our mission at IBM. However, anyone could get on the site. It's um, skillsbuild.org, and they can access a personalized roadmap based on their goals. And it really does not matter where they are in their journey. So whether they are a high school student, a college student, or someone who has graduated and they are already working in a technical field, or they are in another field that's adjacent to a technical field. They can access the site, they can get a personalized roadmap based on their goals, and they can access the training for free. There are many adults who actually want to shift to a tech job, 
and they can actually get a cybersecurity badge and that will help them with reskilling and upskilling and being able to move into a tech job. Okay, I'm starting to get it a little bit. I'm I'm not a tech person too much. So I'm a little slow. So I'm just thinking with this now, should learners, would they focus on technical training or is there value in learning about, let's say, professional workplace skills? I think it's both. Um, what I love about um, IBM Skills Build is that we really provide both opportunities to learners because we believe that they need the, the hard technical skills and those softer workplace skills to be successful. So when you think about collaboration, presentation skills, um, you know, even creativity, design skills, you know, we provide that as well as part of our programming, because we think that's a way that you could be really successful, especially in a corporate environment, but also it helps you with advancement as well. I see. And I kind of have another long question here. (laughs) So you've talked about Type, various types of certifications, uh, there's traditional diplomas, there's credentials from shorter programs. And I'm thinking kind of, well, what statement does that make about how are there multiple ways to prepare for career, especially in tech? And also part of that is how are the learners going to decide what type of training may be best for them? Yeah, I think this just gives people options, right? So, you know, I think being able to obtain a four-year degree and moving into a tech job. Absolutely. That's the path for you. And you have the means and, you know, the opportunity to do that. That's great. And that's why we work with universities to also bring these advanced skills and, you know, these opportunities for the technical training to students in universities, because those are the jobs that are going on field. This is where the demand will be, not just today, but in the future. So we're excited to work with universities and with university students to be able to get those skills. But if you're not in a university or you're already in a job, right, and you want to switch to, you know, another profession, you can also get that opportunity to move to a new um, technical area by getting access to those skills. And of course, you know, if you're someone who do not plan uh, to obtain a four-year degree and you want to move into a meaningful job in the tech field, many of them starting at $70,000, Right. When you think about entry level cybersecurity uh, jobs or even data analytics jobs, this provides a really great opportunity for your future. So we're able to provide all of these opportunities. Now, as we partner with the universities or with Special Eastern Foundation or with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, we'll be working with them on providing the coaching and the mentoring for their participants so that we could be very customized in what we offer and provide that roadmap to their learners. But anyone who wants to get on skillsbuild.org, they can also um, fill out a short questionnaire and it provides a roadmap for them as well based on their goals. So whether you're already in a tech field and you want to switch and learn more about different technologies, or whether you are switching completely into a tech field and you're not familiar, you don't have expertise in that area, we can help you, whether through the partnerships that we have or directly on skillsbuild.org. Justine, I appreciate that. And I see a lot of people as being able to be helped with this. And one thing just sticks with me throughout this whole interview, which is what I mentioned at the beginning. IBM has this commitment, this focus. 30 million people worldwide by 2030. How are they going to do that? We are going to do it through partnerships like the one that I just mentioned. 
We're also going to do it by letting people explore the website, sign on, take advantage, um, you know, to the free training and the badges that we offer. And this is a global commitment. So IBM is in a number of countries across the world, and we are working with um, partners. And everyone is focused on this. I mean, let's be clear. Governments are focused on this. Nonprofit organizations are focused. Businesses are focused. Because if we are not skilling people right now, especially in those very technical skills, and even areas like cybersecurity, which makes us as a country safe, it makes businesses safe. We're, it's, it's going to not be good for us in the future, right? So everyone is very focused on what we can do. So we have a lot of partners that are working with us to make sure we are providing the right skills. And again, I keep bringing up cybersecurity because it's the one that's most in demand, but we have a number of different technical areas that we are providing the training in as well. Justina, where can our listeners go to find out more, to find out more information about the IBM programs? Yeah, they can go to skillsbuild.org. So they can access the site, they can create their own roadmap. Um, and then if there are any organizations who would like to work with us, we welcome them as well. So they can um, reach out to us through skillsbuild.org. And uh, just so that everyone gets it, if I'm spelling it right, S-K-I-L-L-S-B-U-I-L-D.org. Did I say that right? Yes, it's skillsbuild.org. Everybody yes. can do that. Well, we really appreciate that. And I'm just curious if there's anything else. Well, a person can go there and find out all their information. And I'm just wondering, is there anything else that we could share? We've said it all pretty quickly, pretty succinctly. It's quite an aggressive program. How long has this goal been out there? Is this, is this new for 2022 saying, hey, we're going to do 30, 30 million people in eight years? Well, we announced it late last fall, and it's really a part of IBM's commitment to society. Um, so it's, it's a big part of our corporate responsibility. But we made that commitment late last year that we plan to skill 30 million people by 2030. And we are excited by the partnerships that we are bringing into the program and the people that we are you know, having an impact on. And one last thing I appreciate that is with the what's a good kind word to say with the damage that's been done over the past few years in terms of job, people working for themselves, entrepreneurs, businesses, this is a whole new opportunity. This is like a whole new world where even if someone is doing a business or whatever, this is something that they could find out about and perhaps maybe make it a side hustle, become a, become a new career. Absolutely. I mean, this is great for entrepreneurs and it's even um, amazing for small and medium businesses, right? Sometimes they may not be able to have all of the skilled talent, especially around cybersecurity, but think about it. They also need that skill set. They need to be able to safeguard their data, their customers' data. So this is a great way for small businesses, for entrepreneurs to be able to access that training and that will help them as they continue to grow their business. Justina, thank you so much for briefing us on IBM's Skills Build. I thank you so much. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took this vision to reality. We talked about Ditch the Act with Ryan Fullen. I learned how to be better authentic and real with people and talk about what's really happening, even when I'm doing sales. He's right that you remember the story as opposed to what the person is an expert about. 
We all speak with authors, consultants, and speakers. And no offense, there are a lot of great people doing that. But it's hearing their individual stories about them that makes them more and more real and thus stand out in the crowd. What resonates with you on this? And I do appreciate your listening, and I look forward to you tuning in again next week. And please remember supporting this show with a nice review on Apple Podcasts. I truly appreciate that. And share this with a few friends to help them too. All right, use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks and remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Arso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.